Welcome to another edition of Chris Gilmore On Demand, and I'm going to actually, this podcast is all about misconceptions with bank valuations. So we're seeing a lot of people out there in the marketplace that I'm meeting at the moment, and it's this general conception around when a bank does a valuation on their property. Now, I just want to clear a couple of things up and some of, and, and do a bit of myth-busting, actually, around bank valuations. So the general conception out there with the people is a bank valuation is normally lower. When a valuer comes out, when a bank valuer, when a bank valuer comes out to your home, a lot of people believe that they actually value the property for less. I'm here to bust that myth and actually say it's the actual, it's actually the opposite because you've got to look at the scenario of why is that bank valuer out there. I'll give you a couple of examples of why bank valuations actually happen. When you sell your property and the buyer is borrowing money in order to purchase that property, the bank will order a valuation on the home. When that valuer comes out, they never value it above what the contract price is. So if you've sold your home for 600,000, the value will come out and basically just say, yes, we believe it's worth 600,000. They're not going to say it's worth 700,000 when you're purchasing a property. So there's different types of bank valuations that are being conducted. So if you've sold a property and you're purchasing a property, they will always value it at the contract price unless you have paid too much for the home and the bank valuer actually believes it's less. That is the only time that you'll find out if a bank valuation has come in less, if you've over, if they believe you've overpaid for the home. Now, the typical scenario of when a bank valuation happens is when people are refinancing, or they're purchasing a car, or they're doing some extensions, or whatever they're doing, or whatever they're borrowing the money for. But whenever you generally refinance, now you've got to remember, banks make money by lending you money because you pay the interest. That's what banks are for. That's how they make their money. When you're, say you're wanting to borrow $100,000 and refinance your home, the bank valuation comes out and your $600,000 home, they value it at $640,000. So you're like, okay, well, we got this bank valuation at $640,000 and you know, we think it's probably gonna be a little bit less because they always, they always dull it down a little bit. But it's actually the opposite. They actually increase it because at the end of the day, they wanna give you the money if you're refinancing. They want to lend you the money because that's how they make their money. And they know that you've got the property as security or collateral if you can't then repay that loan that you're going for or the refinancing or whatever the situation is. So the misconception that bank valuations are low is actually incorrect. Bank valuations are generally, depending on the scenario, are very close to the actual value of what your home is actually really worth. So don't get caught up. We see it every day when I come through and, and we are looking at selling a property. You know, they go, oh, we got a bank valuation, you know, three months ago. And I'm like, yeah, okay, what for? Oh, you were purchasing a car? Okay, that's why it was at that price because they wanted to give you the money. You know, it was, oh, we're just refinancing and we're doing this. Okay, well, that one was probably spot on. I'll give you a scenario. We just actually sold a property. And the owner actually thought their home was worth a million dollars. And that's what they wanted for the home was one million. That's what they were going to sell it for. Now, I had been bringing buyers through. We didn't have a price on the home because we felt that at a million, I believed it was overpriced. I wanted to get buyer feedback. We got the buyers through the home and we were collecting a lot of feedback between 750,000 and 780,000. Now you can just imagine the owner when we're delivering this feedback because they're at a million and we're getting buyer feedback at 750 to 780. That's a huge gap to bridge. But who's right and who's wrong? 
Now, when we started continuing to get a lot more feedback around that same sort of money, we were starting to think that that's probably where the market sees this property sit. Now, we actually found the buyer that actually wanted to make an offer. Now, this buyer was actually fairly clever. What he actually did, because he didn't also really know what it was valued at. So what the buyer did, his, he ordered an independent valuation on this particular home, which a buyer is allowed to do as long as your owner says yes. But the owner also wanted to know where an independent valuer would put their property because we really didn't know exactly what this home was worth. Now that independent valuation came in at 780000 which was the top end of actual the feedback that we had had. Now there was, I was never present, we were never there, we would never influence the valuer on any feedback or pricing feedback. It was done purely for the buyer. The buyer ended up going to contract at 800000 to secure the home and the owner actually took it because we had absolute case by case, we had feedback and then we had an independent valuation at 780000 and I had the buyer on contract at 800000 and the seller ended up releasing the home. So there's all these different ways that bank valuations work or private valuations. Uh, a real estate agent will give you a guide when we know some properties are tricky. So an independent valuation is always a good idea and something in a falling market like what we're in is actually uh, critical to do. It's actually really helpful. So if you're looking at purchasing, that's a little tip. Pay for a valuation, costs around you $280 odd, but it could save you 20000 as a seller, it could also save you a lot of time and money because if you're overinflated on your asking price, this would be a great way to know where a valuer is actually going to value it. Because the other problem is if I did sell it for a million and then that valuer came out for the bank for that particular buyer, they would have put it at 780, the contract would have crashed because the bank's not going to lend them money where they've gone to contract at a million and they know they can only, if anything went wrong, would resell it at 780. So bank valuations are generally always spot on. So just wanted to bust that myth today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your feedback, guys. Keep hustling whatever you guys are out there doing. And if you've got any questions for us, please just connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or email, or directly just on our website. You'll catch us anywhere on our websites, which is chrisgilmore.com.au. Thanks for the love. Thanks for tuning in. It's Chris Gilmore On Demand.